Hey golfers, some golf seasons are wrapping up and the holiday season is right around the corner. You know what that means? You guessed it. Awkward holiday work parties. Avoid the terrible Yankee swap gifts. Bring a pack of true classic polos. Show up late so you get the last pick and you can take your own gift home just like I do every single year. You get some of the softest polos on the market, your coworkers think you are a team player, and you can save 25% off plus free shipping using the promo code OTSGOLF at trueclassictees.com. Win, win, win. Stay vigilant at those holiday work parties, my friends. Enjoy the episode. Three shots, four par, I just do two, one putt, par four, birdie, woohoo, new driver, info, replace, M2, par five, fairway, what you fin do, think I'll try to get on, into, start right, good line, good view, Andrew, shoot on McGavin, two thumbs that's up high and two fingers. Let's do it, episode 108 on the Screws Podcast, uh, returning guest, been a little while, but uh, we got uh, Bryce's here and we got Joshua Haywood from Haywood Golf, how are you doing, Josh? Life's good, my man. Appreciate you guys having us back, and uh, yeah, excited to to chat all things golf. Yeah, it's been um, well. We were just talking, Bryce. It's well, it's been over a year anyway, a year and a half or so. And and uh, I know you yeah. guys have a lot of things changing. I'm looking forward to kind of getting into the chat. Bryce is a big gear guy too, so he loves uh, he loves talking gear. So I yep. think uh, this one will be a good one for us for sure. Um, I'm just gonna go ahead. I'm doing something here, Bryce. On uh, for anybody watching over on YouTube, I'm just changing around. I had Bryce on the big screen here, so we're gonna give cool. that to, yeah. we're gonna give you that that the... face to you, Josh. But uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll back myself up here. But um, Josh, anybody who maybe didn't listen to the first uh, pod with us or has caught, I yeah. know you've done quite a few, and you do a lot of like the IG lives. Um, you guys have a pretty uh, established following now. It's always kind of growing, but maybe um, let us know a little bit about yourself and kind of how you uh, how you built the brand, really, how you got into it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we're four and a half years old now, started in mid 2018. And the the short story is just, you know, tired of seeing the ever uh, increasing pricing at local retailers. So Golf Town specifically was my, my come to fruition idea of, um, you know, why are Vokey so expensive? Why do they keep going up in price? They haven't really changed that much. So um, you know, just went down that rabbit hole for about six months to figure out what, uh, the process was, how to get into manufacturing, testing. And, you know, I'd always been, a I don't want to say a gearhead cause I wasn't a gearhead growing up, but, um, playing competitive golf, you know, knowing how to build golf clubs, knowing what I liked and didn't like about specific clubs. So, you know, I've always had a, a little bit of a passion for, for that side of things. And then this kind of just pushed me even further and you know four and a half years later i'm fortunate enough to say i'm still here <laughs> we uh i'm just gonna grab we got a question or a couple of questions so i'm gonna grab one of them in case he's mm-hmm. listening because it was uh somebody that i wasn't familiar with and it was a really good question um sure. one of the things that bryce and i have talked about recently when we've been talking to a lot of kind of pros or people that are kind of in the uh in the industry or like the inflating prices and you know, yeah. inflation in general. So a couple of my friends have Haywood wedges or uh, two of the guys I work with bought the signature irons last year. A friend of mine just bought the uh, CMBM uh, splits the other yep. day. He actually just bought them uh, recently. So I think he just got the heads and he's putting the shafts on. He builds a, he's a club builder as well. So he's looking forward to getting those. So is it something Sweet. that, um, are you guys able to kind of control some of the inflation or is it just getting to you? Like, do you, do you manufacture them locally or is it something that is just inevitable? It's going to grow across the board. Um, I mean, inflation is, is consistent across all industries. So, you know, that's a, and you know, a great economic question, but um, what we did last, last year, I can't remember when we did it last. I feel like it was two years ago, but it could have been last year as, you know, we started to see an increase in price um, across the board for our manufacturing. So um, we raised our prices a little bit. And when I say that it was, you know, I think it was under 7%. So it wasn't a huge increase, but um, I think like Canadian listeners, I think are, you know, we were at 799. Now we're at 825 kind of thing for the signature iron. So it wasn't a huge jump, but it was enough where we were just like, ah, we're going to increase it a little um, because we purchased so much inventory over the past year and a half, um, always just making sure that we have enough, like knock on wood, but we haven't 
run out of inventory because of our, you know, aggressive ordering. So, um, you know, prices could raise in the next 12 to 18 months, but again, we're not going to, you know, jump them up 20% or so. Um, We just, you know, constantly trying to make sure that uh, we can provide affordable pricing for people. And, um, you know, if that means that we take a few percent hit ourselves, then we're going to probably do that. But it's, you know, seeing the jump this year from, from some of the drivers where they went from like six ninety nine to seven ninety nine Canadian was like, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the first time I've, I think I've seen drivers that high. So, um, you know, we're definitely trying to, to stay in our lane in terms of price points. Yeah. I'm glad you say that too, because that's kind of exactly what you guys are trying to, trying to do as a company, right? Is try to keep that cost down while still being efficient. And, um, yep. I think you're hitting the nail on the head. And as long as you guys continue to do that and continue to follow what you're, um, I don't know what the word is, but what you're going for, I guess, yep. is uh, fantastic. I think that's great. Almost Thank like you. The, yeah. Uh, almost like the motto, I guess, or like what you're Yeah. I guess yeah. that's a mission yeah. statement, maybe. Mission statement, is that a good yeah, word? Because so. you yeah. guys started with, uh, I kind of strayed away from the question a little bit, but it's from Jay Gotti 15, Jay underscore Gotti 15. I don't know if you'd recognize that one. Any plans for revisions or updates to the CB, uh, CBMB line, sorry, uh, for 2023? So I figure we'll kind of like get to that at some point as we go through. Yeah. But you guys started with the like, the wedges and signature irons. That's what first came out. Yeah. So we had a line of non-conforming wedges. Um, and I, for I those, one of those price or seen it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's pretty <All> sweet. Right. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, you know, non-conforming was, was something unique and different at the time. Still it is if you can find them, but um, you know, those sold out very fast. People just really liked the looks of them. They liked the fact that they could spin the ball from anywhere. And, and then over time, as we kind of started growing and getting more feedback from customers, because obviously, you know, as a growing brand, feedback is so vital to us. And we take everything into account and we listen to everybody's thoughts and make decisions based off of off of those. And um, more people than not were like, ah, we need conforming wedges because, you know, they want to have the integrity of the game. They're playing in tournaments, whatever the case may be. They don't want to get called out by their buddies being like, oh, you got an illegal club or, you know, whatever the case is. So um, we switched everything up and made everything conforming now, but we still get a ton of requests for like, hey, can I get a non-conforming wedge? So, really, eh? uh, you know, maybe one day we'll bring back a limited run or something like that. But for now, yeah, we start. So we started with those wedges. Um, they sold very quickly and very well for, um, you know, a, a new brand. And then um, probably about a year into that, we decided to kind of dive into the iron game. And so those were our signature irons, which you still have today. So they're about three years old now. Um, we're slowly reworking them. Um, we'll probably have a new line of them, you know, within the next 12 months. But um, they're just so solid and consistent and you know there there really haven't been a significant amount of improvements yet what we're probably going to do is uh change up some of the materials the offset um you know maybe even you know foam fill stuff like that so we're kind of playing with some ideas but it has to be a, a change in performance at least somewhat but a lot of these brands nowadays are you know releasing these clubs every year because that's been their cycle and really, there's no increase in performance, just increase in marketing and price mm-hmm. and all of those kind of things. So, you know, to answer the the question you asked before about like our new CBMB line. So we're not going to be flipping lines every like year or two. It's the CBs and MBs are awesome clubs, in my opinion. They're going to be around for a few, you know, a few years. We're not going to just make a new line of CBMBs just because um you know until we can say hey we're gonna like really change it up or we're gonna find some better performance or whatever that case is because you know our clubs are very clean from an aesthetic side Mm -hmm. they're meant to be timeless and i think what happens to a lot of brands in the golf space especially in clubs they design a club with a certain color palette um certain type of you know feel for that year and then like a year or two it's kind of like out of style or it's not considered cool anymore um we don't really have that so that's one of the other things that we really like about having minimal aesthetics is just like it look you could look like you bought it 10 years ago it could look like you bought it yesterday right um you know and and that's kind of where we're going and again we just don't want to make products just for the sake of it we want to make products because we can make them a bit, bit better yeah if it ain't broke don't fix it i mean it's one of the oldest sayings in the book yeah 
Well, we get we get that comment a lot, to be honest, is like people who bought the line of wedges that we have right now, like two and a half years ago, they come back and buy a new set and they're like, so glad that you guys still have that because mm-hmm. I love them. I don't need to change them up. I just wanted a new set for some fresh grooves. And so we hear that more often than we hear when are you going to have a new line of wedges out? Yeah, and well, so- golf's also such a game where if people find what they like, I mean, they'll stick to it for a while. I mean, for I mean, sure. I know everyone's different, but I feel like golf is one of the main sports where guys will use old equipment because they like it and they're so used to it, right? Yeah, so. yeah. No, jo- definitely. Josh, was there any brand that you... um like you grew up playing that you really liked and that because the there's like a minimalist movement almost in golf i feel like there's like yeah a lot of guys playing less than 14 now there's like you know sunday bags a lot of people are trying to like you know play mixed or half sets and stuff like that and then there's also like the old classic like titleist blades like you know um shricks on iron and stuff like that that are kind of like timeless yep. mirrors stuff like that was there anything that you grew up playing that kind of lent your eye the way that uh the haywood like towards the haywood brand because it is like super clean that is like aesthetically one of the most you know mm-hmm. pleasing irons or you know brands on the market right thank you yeah um yeah ben hogan <laughs> yeah I can see that. Um, yeah. My first, you know, I played hand-me-down clubs from 10 to 13. And then uh, I was, you know, my, my dad was kind enough to give me a, I can't remember how much it was. It was like 450 or $500. And a pro I knew at the golf course I had a junior membership at was, you know, sponsored by Ben Hogan at the time and had a set that he'd used for like, you know, two rounds and just didn't, you know, didn't like. And so I bought those off of them and I had those until like, I still have them actually, but I like, I didn't, I stopped playing them probably when I was like 20, <laughs> 25. <laughs> so I had them for a good 12 years. Um, and I always just really liked the way that they looked in my bag. There wasn't a ton of, you know, that was kind of around the time when like uh, the TaylorMade burner was coming out, you know, mm-hmm. the, the fat shafts, the, all of these just like different models with like crazy color combos and different designs. And um, I just like the fact of how they always were just a constant and Ben Hogan irons, like from a design standpoint and an aesthetic standpoint, didn't really change over the last like 20 years. So um, that's kind of where that is. And then obviously one of my favorite blades of all time were the Titleists, you know, mm-hmm. seeing those, you're like, Ooh, you saw a Titleist blade. You're like, that's, that's a sick club. So, mm-hmm. you know, we kind of got inspiration from, from those two sides of things. And then, um, you know, wedges, I didn't really have any inspiration for the wedges. It was just more to match the, the irons of like, Hey, super clean iron, super clean wedges. Like, let's just make them, you know, sit in the bag and, and look similar to each other. Yeah, cause I got the I got the wedges in the bag. Bryce would have seen mine, and and like mm-hmm. I got the forty eight raw, and it's like, for me, it's I don't know, it's like one of the coolest looking clubs. I love it, and and like they're <laughs> they're obviously um, you know, like really clean. And you guys have like the black. Mm-hmm. You are now doing the Canadian nitride, right? You're away from the PVD. Yeah. So, okay. um, there's a company in Vancouver called Blacked Out Golf. Uh, it's run by a guy named um, Graydon, and so him and I ended up chatting on Instagram one day and he was working for this company who does, you know, finishing. And he's like, Hey, I have a really cool process and you have raw wedges and would love to try some. And I was like, yeah, sure. No problem. So we got him to, to do a bunch. And honestly, it's like the longest lasting black finish you'll find. Like I was honestly shocked. <laughs> um, you know, black fades so fast. It doesn't matter where you get it from, you know, our irons too. Same thing as like, I tell everybody wears on the sole and face within the right. first few rounds because it's, mm-hmm. it's a coating. It's not a ingrained steel color. And so, um, the Canadian nitride process is cool. Cause it like heats the club up crazy hot and then it, it ingrains into the steel. So, you know, I could, I could show you afterwards, but like, I have a wedge that I've been using for the last year and a half year, year and a half um during testing and everything and you can still barely tell that i've used it other than all the nicks so um super cool well i had the black pvd wedges and i really liked that like i kind of liked the way like over time like it would fade in and mm-hmm. it almost became like silver on the sole and then it would kind of fade up and look really cool like i i like that I, yeah like i like the look of them a lot um but i guess kind of what i was thinking too is you have you know a couple different options not uh 
not a lot of colors and stuff. And we know a lot of big brands, like you say, come out with a lot of different colors and different uh, palettes and, and whatnot that they can do. Um, yep. But you do like a lot of custom. Like I know I've been on some of the auctions and like there's copper wedges and there's tie dye wedges and stuff like that. So what, yeah. what was like the idea or the thought behind those? Was it somebody specifically looking to do something custom or, or do you kind of do those at request? Uh, if somebody like, you know, places an order with you for them? Yeah, to be honest, it kind of just started with wanting to, it sounds so cliche, um, but just wanting to do like cool shit that other people weren't doing. Mm -hmm. um, and the beauty with raw clubs is that you can, you know, you can do so much with them. So um, our first real dive into it was when we launched um, a set of our signature irons with 24 karat gold. And so, you know, we did like 30 sets of those and sold them all. And, you know, they're a pretty high price point and they were like insane. Yeah. And so from there, that was kind of like our first test into it. Um, you know, that was kind of inspired by my stepdad because he's always been um, into gold mining and all that kind of stuff. And, and so we were like, yeah, it'd be super cool to have a gold golf club. And so we did that. And then all of a sudden it was like, wow, we could do it with copper and we could do it with, you know, black nitride and we could do it with Cerakote. And so we, you know, we created pink wedges and yellow wedges and just kind of started making shit that nobody else was doing. And then when people see that, they're like, yeah, that's awesome. I want to do this for my wife or this mm -hmm. for my son or my daughter. And, and so then we started getting a lot of like custom requests for it. And so, you know, it's not a, it's not a huge part of our business, but it's definitely something that kind of keeps us fresh and, you know, somebody asks us if we can do something, we'll be pretty straight up and say, Hey, we could probably do it or no, we can't. And, you know, it's, it's expensive to customize stuff, right? We, mm -hmm. we source and and find the best partners locally in Canada. So it's not like we're sending them to, to China to get coded and then they wear off, you know, once, but um, yeah, so it's, it's been a fun process and the customization stuff is just kind of cool. Today. Yeah, you can't uh you can't beat these in my opinion. Those are the ones yeah, those are the ones I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean you can't beat that. I think these are amazing. Um <laughs> like you they're said, you know, there's not many people doing it, if any. Um yeah. and it's just such a cool different look. I just in my opinion, you can't beat it. Uh, I love those things look amazing. Thank you. Yeah, no, they're that was actually um something where um so a guy named Chris who runs Razor Golf in Vancouver, he's who um, we actually started with. He's awesome. Uh, one of my good friends now. And he was building all of our clubs for us when we started. And he has his own shop in his in his house. And, and that's kind of where we started out. And he does a lot of customization stuff and some really cool like laser engraving now that he's, you know, into it. Um, and he did those wedges particularly. And it was just kind of like one of those things where it was, you know, hey, we copper plated something. Cool. What happens if you add heat to it? I don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> and just like got a torch and he started torching them. And I was like, I don't care. Screw up a wedge. See what happens. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, that's what happens. Okay. Well, let's, yeah. you know, let's take some photos of that. That's cool. Just um, kind of experimental stuff. Yeah. And we, you know, we do that a lot. Like I'll, I'll even show you a wedge here. So my shop guy, Steve, you know, this was a copper wedge and this is a prime example is like, he has never done it before. I was like, Hey, take a copper wedge, like stamp it, have fun with it. It's yours, you know, whatever. And he like torched it too long. And so like, it started to like fade completely off. And so you can see like these dark patches where the copper has mm. been like completely stripped, but it looks sick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I so like that. a lot of it is just like trial and error and getting lucky and, you know, playing around with it. We are, uh, we're an audio based podcast, but we do put this up on YouTube and we're terrible for telling people to go watch that. So if, uh, <laughs> we forget all the time. So if you're, if you're listening to us right now, go over and watch it on YouTube and you can see what Josh is talking about. And, uh, of course the link for Haywood golf will be in the page below. So you can go over mm -hmm. and check out the wedges that Bryce is talking about. Cause Bryce, that was one of the first things that we had got talking about. I don't know if I had the wedges in my bag at the time when you had sent me those and, mm -hmm. uh, and we were like, both kind of like holy shit those are cool like it was no you definitely would have because it was august 3rd last year i'm pretty sure you had them yeah i would have i would have had them in by then but uh they were pretty cool make me want to trade them in already probably mm -hmm. was it but i know um <laughs> we've had i i follow the razor uh i can't remember i think it's like razor cs or something like that on instagram yep. yeah so yeah, he he did he did work for a friend of ours um okay. uh ziggy <laughs> uh you know ziggy from out there ziggy Nathu. 
I do actually. Yeah. 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 So he, I know yeah. he had done a little bit of work on his putter. I've carried, uh, when Ziggy comes out this way, I've carried the bag for him a couple of times. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Small world golf world is, uh, is pretty, yeah. pretty small, but it's, uh, it's cool. And he does a lot of really, really good work. So a uh, little plug for him, anybody in the area, definitely go check that out. Um, yeah. can we talk a little bit about the lineup? I know we've talked about the signature irons, a little bit sure. about the wedges and stuff, but can you kind of, uh, maybe run through the, the lineup top to bottom, what you currently have? I know there's a lot of changes, so we definitely want to pick your brain on those <laughs> a little bit too, but yeah, um, they're coming. Yeah. Maybe just the current, what you have in the, uh, in the lineup so far. Yeah. So we have a, a standard blade putter. Uh, think of a Scotty Cameron ping answer. Uh, so we have that in silver and black. We have our wedges, uh, every two degrees from 48 to 60 and black, raw and silver. We have our signature irons, which are, you know, game improvement slash distance. So, uh, most forgiveness, uh, possible out of our iron sets and, um, those come in silver and black. And then we have our new, so like 2022, we launched this year, our new cavity back muscle back lineup. So, uh, those only come in the fog silver right now, but you can combo that set, which is is super nice. And then we have our signature driving iron, which is a rocket and a beast off the the tee. It's one of my favorite clubs in my bag. And we do silver primarily, and then we do limited runs of the copper. So we've been sold out about we sold out of that super fast. We we had like two hundred of them, and I think they were gone within like I don't know, I want to say like two or three weeks. Wow, nice. and then. And then uh, they're coming back, I think. I think we have a shipment of them coming in next week. So we'll be back up on the site and we only have 100 of them. So, um, yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. And, and that's pretty much our lineup now. But, yeah, we have a, a few things coming down the pipeline here. Well, and every once in a while, too, uh, Joshua, I know you and uh, Haley, right? Yep. Yeah, so you guys will Haley. do uh, – yeah. You guys will do an auction and they're, they're a lot of fun. There's usually like a lefty one on there, a copper lefty one that pops up or something that you found, uh, buried in the back of the shop. And it's kind of like an absolute unicorn and it just kind of goes nuts. So it's, uh, it's yeah. hard to keep up with those two. They're, uh, yeah, they're pretty aggressive auctions. What about these Haywood one hundreds? Yeah. So those are um, pretty, they're super pretty. Um, we did a limited run of those sets. I think we had 50 sets total. Uh, they sold out. We have a list of about, I don't know, 65 to 70 people. Our goal is 75 people on a list. And then nice. we're going to do another production run. So five more people, give or take. Um, and then we're going to actually do those. Those are going to be fully custom. So they're going to pay for them in advance. Um, they're going to tell us exactly what they want. So shaft grip everything details what finish they want all of those and then we're gonna custom um order all of them based on that and then you know once we get all the heads in ship them out to go get copper plated go get them black nitride whatever the case is so it's a bit of a process logistically but it's going to be kind of cool and um the demand is is there for them so yeah nice. yeah i don't i don't know if that's what we're going for but that's uh that reminds me of a ben hogan iron ben hogan blade <laughs> right there it's a it's little a harder good. to hit than the Ben Hogan blade. It's a good looking club. <laughs> you, uh, a, that was like, you, you had posted like a video of those. They come in like a, like the block and that, that was like kind of completely milled out. Right. Was that the Haywood one? Yeah. 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 So there's only one other company that we know of that does it, um, called seven golf out of Japan. Okay. And so these aren't forged. It's a forged block. So, you know, steel forged into a specific amount of, of shape and weight. Um, but it's not forged into shape of a golf club. And so what it is, is it's just a full block of forged steel. And then it goes into a million. Yeah. It goes into a CNC machine. It spends like just over 200 minutes per club, um, getting CNC milled. So it's, it's a process. It was, you know, I remember talking to one of our manufacturers and one of them was like, we're not doing that. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And so I talked to the other one and they're like, are you kidding? Like nobody does this. I'm like, I know, but I want to do it. And they're like, well, the price is this. And I'm like, yeah, that's high. I know. And they're like, okay, well, let us know. And we did it. So pretty cool. So the, <laughs> the 50, they went, they went pretty quick. They were all right. Like the 50 had sold out like right away. Yeah. They sold pretty fast. And I say that like, you know, they're a higher price point. Right. And so for a brand like ours, that is known for being more affordable, um, a lot of people kind of, you know, raise their eyebrows and, and, you know, you know, gave us that kind of lifted eye look of like, okay, what, you know, why is this, this, and what are these? And, um, but the people that read the, 
the information that we provide, see the videos and are like true gearheads, they understand that mm-hmm. it's like a super unique set. Like there's not meant going to ever be many. It's not like there's going to be a hundred thousand of them in the world. You know, we're doing small batches at a time. And so it's kind of more of like a very, it's a very unique club to have. Chances are nobody that you know will have that set of clubs probably ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's part of the reason why a lot of people are just like, this is super cool. And like, Hey, I can get this club for almost this, like, it's a little bit more, um, uh, but almost the same price as like a brand new set of Titleist blades or CBs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, would you rather go with, with something super unique and cool or just like something off the shelf normal? And you know, the price point is really not that much different, but it's just a lot higher than where we are normally. Yeah, I guess a lot of those people too also don't really realize what goes into making this. Like you kind of touched on a minute ago there. Um, that's mm-hmm. a lot of time on a CNC machine and it's not yeah. cheap to run one of those. So yeah, I know that personally. And I think a lot of people overlook that kind of behind the scenes stuff that has to go on to, to get that product. So I think that those are the kind of people that are kind of raising their eyebrows that don't really look deeply into the manufacturing. Yeah. I mean, if you don't know about it, it's, it's, it's hard to understand and justify, but if you kind of read and learn, you, you realize that they're not manufactured the same way at all. Mm-hmm. It takes way more time. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a, it's just a very unique process, which is why we don't do it very often. It's not like we're making hundreds of sets of them. So, yeah. um, yeah. I'm uh, I'm going to ask a question for a friend of ours, uh, Brian Connor. Sure. He's He's been kind of uh, one of our OG listeners. So Bryce and I both know Brian uh, from kind of checking out the pod. And mm-hmm. June 27th, I was just going back to the, the DM really quick here. So June 27th, he had a post on a new putter prototype. So I roll a Del Mar right mm. now. Um, yep. And this one was, uh, it's like kind of the half moon shape or like the heel hosel type. Yep. Um, has anything come of that? Cause I know he was saying like when this comes out, he had just gotten a new putter and when he was saying when it comes out, he wants to, uh, he wants to get one instantly or kind of get on the yeah. list to get one. Uh, yep. so I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to ask the question for him if he's listening, yeah. I know he'll probably appreciate, uh, this one coming up, but, um, anything in the works with that one? Uh, it's already in production. So, okay. um, I would say it's going to be ready by December, but I can't guarantee that. So I'll say January. Man, um, so it'll be up on our site. Up. It's close. We have, uh, it's, it's super cool. Actually, we, we have three different sight lines for it. Um, so we're going to offer it with three different sight lines for, you know, we did all a bunch of, again, Instagram testing in terms of asking our audience and our followers what they wanted. So many people are like, oh, I really want the circle dot. So many people said, oh, I really want the the single line at the top of the the club like on the face side of it mm-hmm. and then some people just wanted it on the back side and so we did all three of them and so, right. so there's not like massive quantities of each um but i think we did probably i can't remember if it was 100 of each and right and then like 50 of each and left or something so nothing too crazy we kind of wanted to keep it smaller at first to see how they sell but um it's pretty cool to be able to buy a you know version it's a version of a delmar yeah. um that is you know much lower in price and that you can have three different sightline options to choose from so not many companies are offering that and that's again why we decided to say hey let's do something different and cool and and you know give the people what they want save me a lefty it's we got (laughs) we got the lefties save me yeah i gotta lay claim to one of those so there's 49 (laughs) remaining for uh for anybody listening but yeah those are those are pretty sweet like that definitely fits my eye line i've uh kind of i've i've moved up like right through the odyssey number nine uh Mm -hmm. delmar uh tried the golo a little bit a little bit too big for me but like yeah i've uh i've been rolling the you got the toulon that's similar yeah the toulon atlanta uh, a little bit similar so anything kind of with that half moon shape has been something that i've really liked i like it it kind of entering from the heel like i I like to i guess kind of stand over a little bit i roll it pretty well so i try not to change Mm -hmm. that too much because that is like the savior of my game so uh, when things are going bad i can usually roll it okay so i uh i definitely like the looks of that it's beautiful man that's a really good looking putter will you offer it with uh with no sightline at all as well um so we didn't do the no sightline one there might be like i can't remember 10 or 15 that we might have um but to be honest it was one of those things where just in terms of the feedback it was like only like really high level players wanted it um and so we might Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> it was, but it was, it was also one of those things that during our testing process, yeah, 
um, it screwed a lot of people up. So we saw a significant decrease in perform of their performance without a sight line. Oh, really? So I don't know if it was a visual thing, I don't know if it was just them being so used to always having a sight line and right. then not having anything. So maybe like you just didn't feel as comfortable. I don't know. But um, again, that's why I say for high level player, because, you know, through our mid and, and higher handicaps that we're testing them. Right. Um, they, we didn't see them have, you know, over great success just simply for that fact. And that was the only thing they were like, the putter feels great. It's awesome. But I just don't like not having a sight line. I could see that. Um, too. Yeah. It's probably a most, yeah. most putters probably do have it. Like I'm, yeah, I don't know that I've, ever really had it but uh the single dot's pretty clean too i like that too the look of that's pretty uh pretty sweet and i think it's yeah yeah, it's more of it's a like it's it's not going to mean that your performance is going to get worse it's the same exact putter it's just i you know everybody's so visual for golf like we all know it's like you you stand behind a golf club that you like the look of you're going to play better naturally just because of that and so that's where like the single dot it's like super clean minimal it's almost like having no sight line in my opinion like i have a dot in my bag and i don't even notice that it's there like it's it's just super small and cool um so yeah those are those are come hopefully we'll we'll have them on the site by january i like it well we're just going to jump in with a quick break with our uh, friends over at brett stamp and then uh yeah we'll be right back we want to talk about a little bit of the uh the future lineup some of the future releases that you've got uh we want to know what's in josh's bag that was another question that we got and then uh (laughs) yeah we'll kind of wrap things up but we'll be right back all right, solo rip here for Mac Bogey Bets, presented by Betstamp. We're missing Bryce this week. He has dumped his whole bankroll betting on the dog, so it's just uh, you and I for this one. Um, Bogey Bets, presented by our friends over at Betstamp. Download the Betstamp app, use the promo code OTSGOLF, and any of the top sports books that you sign up for, they'll refund your minimum deposit. Uh, and you can shop all the best lines across all the best sports betting platforms. We're down at the Joburg Open this week. Really, really scraping out one with no PGA Tour event this week. Uh, we're taking Christian Bezendenut. Bezendenut. Outright. Uh, hopefully somebody can pronounce that one a little bit better than me, but plus 700, strongest player in the field. Uh, currently in the OWGR official world golf rankings, he is number 74. Uh, he's been as high as like, I think 30th or something. He looks great in a pair of joggers too. So um, we're taking him with the outright plus 700. We found that over at BetMGM. Everyone had him actually quite a bit lower too. So he is the massive favorite here at the Joburg Open. Uh, next one we're going to take uh, for our top 10 Oliver Becker currently number 113 in the world um, Oliver Becker at plus 325 again on bet MGM uh, most places had him around plus 250 um, to finish in the top 10 we found him at bet MGM using the bet stamp app for plus 325 uh, heading down to FanDuel we picked up Thurston Lawrence uh, with a name like that he's going to thirst on the field uh, I don't know. I had nothing else for the uh, the intro to that one, but uh, currently number 90 in the world. Uh, Thurston Lawrence, first round leader, plus 2,700. We think there's some value there, so drop a couple of bucks on that one. As usual, bet responsibly. Head over to the BetStamp app using the promo code OTSGOLF. You'll get all of your minimum deposits refunded, and you'll be able to shop all the best lines against all the best sports betting platforms. It'll do all the work for you. Enjoy. So we kind of already briefly touched on some future stuff, but uh, maybe want to go in a little deeper um, with some future releases um, coming up. Yeah, no, we're uh, we're super excited. So we have a line of woods coming. So mm. this is a big venture for us. Um, you know, there's there's one other direct consumer brand that has a whole line of woods. Um, they've had them for the last couple of years. They're a very different company than us. And, you know, not knocking them at all. They sell a lot of golf clubs. They're very, you know, good from what I hear. And, um, but this process for us is very um, intertwined into what we believe in terms of like doing a lot of R&D, a lot of testing, um, not just putting stuff out because, you know, we need to put stuff out. Um, I was looking through my my posts and my photos the other day and I saw um, an image of a post like a year and a half ago. <laughs> it was like, hey, check out this driver that we we're creating uh, or that we started to work on. And then I looked at my photo and it was like six months before that. Um, so this has been like two years in, in the making. And so for us, this line of woods is kind of the next um, evolution of Haywood Golf. And so we're going to be releasing a nine degree driver 
a 15 degree three wood and a 22 degree hybrid. Um, all of them will have adjustable um, sleeves on them so they can go a degree and a half either way. And then they also have the adjustability to go um, up a degree. So that's going to, that's going to be our main focus for the next six months. Um, we're, we just went down for all of those who are, you know, listening and, and follow us, they would know. But if you, if you haven't followed us um, and you go to our page, you'll see that we did uh, some robotic testing a few weeks ago down in San Diego. And so we put, we bought, <laughs> hurt my soul to do this really, but we bought, you know, all the new stealth lineup. We bought the new TSR lineup from Titleist uh, and then a TSI hybrid. Uh, we put all the same shafts, same length, same grips, everything, uh, and then put everything down into the robot at the exact same, you know, swing speed, um, attack angle, all of those kind of factors. And so what it does is it eliminates any bias mm -hmm. that player testing has. Um, and there's nothing wrong with player testing. You have to do it to see what people, you know, think and feel and, and sound and all those kind of things. But the robot to us is the neutral party that says, this club does this based on this. Yeah, you're and testing the bare bones of just the head. Exactly, yeah. And so for us, seeing the performance levels of our woods versus the top tier brands that have apparently spent hundreds of millions of dollars on R&D is um, amazing. And the fact, you know, we'll, we'll share all the details soon enough publicly, but uh, we did very, very well. And from a, a performance standpoint on one of the launch monitors we were ahead by one and a half percent on one of the other launch monitors we were behind by half a percent to a percent depending on the club and strike when you average it all out we were all within like a yard of each other okay i mean that's amazing to hear because yeah um, it's a whole new ball game for you guys i mean irons to woods is night and day it's a completely different material completely different um, yep. ball flights distances i mean it's that's uh yeah. it's pretty impressive you guys are getting that close thank you yeah it's it was it was very validating to see that the last couple of years was was worth it it's, it would be the worst thing in the world to do all of this work for the last couple of years and then find out, out you're yeah. 20 yards behind but you know all of our player testing that we did that led up to this was like okay this is feedback that we're getting these are some of the changes we need to make some of the waiting how to you know improve the sound and then finally at a point where we were like, okay, these are ready for the robot. Let's see where they're at. Um, you know, and, and it's one of those things where people won't believe it until they see it, but you know, for us to be toe to toe, literally within like a yard. And again, sometimes ours won. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I, I think it'll be a great next step for our business. It's just a matter of how, you know how the market responds and and hopefully people like the way that the driver and and three wooden hybrid look they all have the same look to them so they're meant to match exactly the same way through um in my opinion they sound amazing they feel amazing um you know one of the biggest factors that we took into that account was in terms of the design um was the sound and feel because you know ping for example the g425 was an amazing driver performance wise mm -hmm. but it sounded like a shotgun and for me like it, it was too loud and so it's like how do we have a driver that performs like a tsr stealth ping whatever but sounds you know almost like a an iron um and so that was our whole goal was to bring that decibel level down and and we uh knock on wood managed to do it <laughs> All right, sorry, Josh. I wrote down a few questions here because I was I was watching yeah. I was just watching that video, so hopefully you don't mind. <laughs> um, I didn't want to cut you off as you were kind of going through there, but the outdoor Ooh. testing was there any reason why you chose the outdoor testing in San Diego specifically? Is it uh, is that where a lot of the clubs are tested? So there's only I found this out. There's only 50 robots that can swing a golf club in the world. They're all manufactured really? by Eugene Parente, who owns Golf Laboratories. Um, so like all the big manufacturers have their own robots. Um, and then there's a bunch of different, like the RNA has a few for testing over in, in England. And, um, and so Gene is the only person that you can hire that I know of anyway, that you can hire and spend time on a machine like this doing that. So he has his facility down in San Diego. 
Um, and so that's, you know, that's why we chose that because there's, you know, that's where you go. And cool. you know, he still, he still works with all the big brands and helps design their machines and still does testing for them and everything. So the fact that we're able to, you know, use the same person who designs the machines and who does a lot of the testing for them, um, is great. Okay. Second question, <laughs> uh, the adjustability. So was that always yeah. something that you, cause I, I assume that, I guess I shouldn't assume, but as you're like building a club, um, you guys wouldn't have anything with any adjustability yet. So would that be, that would be a completely foreign, I guess, idea to you. Like, obviously as a golfer, you would know about it a little bit, but is that something that you ever thought about like kind of foregoing to get out like your first line of woods or was it always kind of a no brainer? You had to get that worked in. Yeah. I wasn't going to release a non adjustable wood, um, multiple reasons for that. But again, I'm not, you know, that's why it took us two years. I'm not straying away from the complexities and the hard work of, of what goes into designing and manufacturing. It's how do we make this the best possible club? Because it might be a club that stays in our rotation for three or four years, because unless again, unless we can find, you know, significant improvements, um, in the next few years, like I'm, I'm good with it because of the way that the work that went into it, the design of it, the performance of it, like I'll be shocked if we can create something better in the next two or three years. Right. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. So to me, the adjustability factor is just kind of like a requirement. Um, Yeah. And the reason for it to more specifically for us is because we're a smaller brand. Every time you have to create tooling, it costs X of thousands of dollars. Um, And so it allows us to kind of, you know, have people, select oh like it's a nine degree cool i can drop it down to seven and a half i can put it up to ten and a half um you know obviously a little bit changes with the face angle and draw and and fade biases because of that but it's not significant enough for a lot of people and so um that's why we did it because it allows us to give a wider range of options as well for our customers where they can say cool i can pop this up a degree and a half i can drop it a degree and a half um, so then it, it fits into more bags versus somebody saying, oh, I only play a 10 and a half degree driver. I can't, I'm not going to buy this. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. or, or 15 degree three, what oh, I actually like 16 and a half or 16 and I can get it closer. And, and so the adjustability factor is, is very important to us, especially in the woods. Well, I think that's something, sorry, Bryce, I think that's something that we've all, we've all been like, come like we've become accustomed to, right. Mm-hmm. With all the ability to change, say, right? right. So I guess what I was thinking is like adding that adjustable piece, is that cheaper than say, you know, setting up a three wood that's a 15 degree, 16, five, whatever it is, and doing like multiple options, would it be cheaper for you as an owner to build in that adjustable mount? Um, I don't, that's a good question. I don't, I mean, we didn't base it just off of the cost, but I mean, it's, it's the same process. You're, you're doing the tooling. The only difference is like figuring out how many degrees of adjustability you want, what, you know, loft sleeve you're going to use all of those kind of things. So it's the same cost to produce the tooling. Um, so you actually get more bang for your buck, I guess, with a, an adjustable versus like just a straight in, you know, 15, 16, five, 17, mm. whatever the case is. Right. I just, um, I just want to add on to you a bit there, Mac too. I think we have well, most people, I'd say a high, high percentage of golfers have just become so accustomed to it in the driver and the three wood. I think guys are starting to want that more than a fixed head just because mm-hmm. they have that option to, to kind of play around with it. Um, they, for one week, aren't hitting their driver great and they can kind of fine tune it and maybe find a new setting yeah. they like a little better. I think guys want that now. And because they're so accustomed to it, I don't think they're going to be very interested in those fixed heads. I mean, me personally, I would never go back to it now. So I'm sure there's a lot more golfers out there that kind of think the same. Well, that was a, a big surprise to me because honestly, like until I bought the stealth three wood and, and hybrid, I didn't think about it, but they don't have adjustable heads. No, mm-hmm. And so you're like, it's a very interesting concept how, you know, some big brands like Titleists are all adjustable. TaylorMades are only this model of the stealth from what I can I, I see anyway is only adjustable in the driver. And so it's just interesting how different companies select different things, but we're all about providing as many options as possible. So, yeah, I think yeah. they've got, uh, man, get that off here. We got Haywood on here. Get that off the screen. <laughs> Come on. Get that out of here, Bryce. We'll just, okay, we don't have wood. Just yet. showing no, that. Now I got to go in. Showing no, just that Haywood would have that adjustability, <laughs> and that's yeah. another level they get. Well, so yeah, check mark. 
and that's the thing because like i know um i think taylor made has like a 15 uh 16 5 and then mm-hmm. like the high launch or whatever that was kind of like the yeah. series that they had set out so that's kind of what made me form that question maybe not so much based on the drivers i think most of them are all adjustable now i think I can't think of any that aren't, but it was more or less the fairway woods or, or hybrids, et cetera. Right. So, yeah. Um, that's that plus 1.1% he's got on TaylorMade on the stealth. He's got yeah. the adjustability. <laughs> exactly. Are they, Josh, are they all, I, I guess from your standpoint, are they all conforming before you take them to testing? Is there a way that like you have to send them into the, to the USGA? We send them into the RNA. Okay. Um, right. and the reason that we do that is because the RNA is global. USGA is solely the United States. And because right. we sell globally, we want to have it approved mm-hmm. for all what's the all competition. All all yeah. jurisdictions across yeah. the world. All yeah. countries across the world. And, and two, what happens is when you submit it to the RNA um and they approve it, it automatically gets put onto the USGA website anyway. So yeah. Oh, okay. um yeah. So what we do is um, again, we work with manufacturers that build all of the big OEM products as well. And so they're very familiar with what's going to pass, what's not. Um, in terms of drivers, um, that's obviously the the harder one to make sure because you have to do a CT test and uh, make sure it's within a certain parameter. And so they can you can actually perform those tests with a machine yourself. That's the same process that the RNA does. So oh, okay. um, throughout the manufacturing process, you build it. Um, you test them, they're within the, you know, the certain parameters. Awesome. That's, you know, how, and then not only that, but like, how do you max out the parameters? Yeah. That's what you're, that's what you're trying to do is like, get the most you know, out get of it, get to the most out of that driver. And so mm-hmm. I think we did a very good job at that, uh, making sure that we're, you know, getting the most that we possibly can out of, out of the, the woods that we've created. Nice. Okay. Last question. What were the numbers? <laughs> I, I wrote LOL beside that. I know I'm not getting that answer, <laughs> but uh, we'll try. We'll try. But uh, yeah, we're, we're definitely going to be curious to, uh, to kind of see what, how they, how they kind of stacked up. And that's, that's cool. Like obviously buying some other brands and stuff like that would hurt, but it's, it's gotta be, you know, as, I mean, as, you got to do it as an you owner, gotta, though. For like efficient kinda, testing, I feel like you got to do of it. Of course, just, but like stacking up your clubs and seeing them do well, and even, you know, even beating them, like, would be I don't know. That'd be so fulfilling, right? Like, were you be, uh, were you intimidated? Sorry, Mac, I didn't mean to no, cut you off, but um, were you intimidated at all before you like when you bought those heads and you were getting ready to start this testing? Were you a little bit intimidated on the inside, or were you pretty confident that you made a pretty solid pro- product that could contend? Uh, both. Both. <laughs> yeah, so that's fair. I I wasn't I wasn't like when we were so what we did is like we took all the comp like all of the clubs that we bought, um, stripped them down. Obviously, made sure we had the exact same shafts, you know, ferrules, mm-hmm. everything from yeah. from what you know weighting and and length and all of that kind of stuff. And so that process to me was fine. I was like, oh, like the TSR looks super cool. I, you know, I, I tested both of them actually myself before, um, all the woods before I bought them. Cause I was debating between ping and, and Titleist and, and TaylorMade. Um, and so I tested them all. And I'm like, yeah, they perform the same. Like I'm, I'm seeing no difference in my, my performance. And, but once you get down to the robot and you put your stuff on for the first time before the first swing, you're like, Oh yeah. shit. I hope this works. <laughs> yeah. And then when you, you know, you see the, you know, I saw the first ball flight, we started with, um, with hybrids and, um, you saw the first ball flight, you're kind of like, Ooh, you're like, that okay, looks good. like we're legit. Yeah. And then you see the first, you know, the first flight of the three wood and you're like, yep, that looks good too. Oh, and the driver cool. and you're like, yep. And then you're that's seeing the really numbers cool. and then all of a sudden all that confidence comes into you yeah, and yeah. leaves. But yeah, definitely it was a little nerve wracking for the first, you know, 20 minutes on site of the robot and hope, hoping that we, we matched cool. up. So really yeah. cool, man, what a feeling that would be. Uh, yeah. if you're still with us, we're in conversation with Joshua Haywood, Haywood golf owner uh, and founder. Um, can we go through your bag, Josh? That was a question that we got over on Instagram as well. Uh, I, I love our pretty... viewers jumping on my bandwagon yeah. every year. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, I thought that that'd be a pretty, uh, pretty neat question to go through as well. Yeah. Um, well, everything in my bag is now under our brand. So up until, you know, a few months ago, I still had a couple of non, you know, non Haywood brands from, from a wood side, but, um, just until we got it, but probably about six, eight months ago, I switched over everything. So 
have our prototype driver three wood hybrid um, in my bag. So one of our, our first versions actually um, driving iron. And then I have a, a CBMB combo set. So four through uh, six in the CBs and then seven through wedge in the uh, MBs. Those are blacked out. So I got one of the, the rare sets nice. that we, we decided to make uh, in black and I decided to steal those for myself. <laughs> um, and then same I thing. I think with you get wedges. priority there. <laughs> yeah. Man, be, how, like, how hard is it, Josh? I don't mean to cut you off in the middle of your bag, but like something comes in the door. Like, how hard is it to just be like, ah, let it go? Yeah. I'm not going to put this it's, in my bag. It like, sucks. It's insanely hard. Like, I have a driving iron sitting here right now that I'm like, I'm looking at that we just built because we found like a random Fuji shaft and I bought like a, an original copper head that was like part of our, um, one of our first batches of just like demos. And so it's very different. So like we built it up because we're like, oh, we'll throw it on the on the Instagram. And it's been sitting here for a couple of days. I'm like, all I want to do is put it in my bag. It looks so cool. Um, but, you know, I, it, it's also too one of those things is, you know, we have all these products here. And I'm fortunate enough to say, like, if I want to build a set for myself, I can. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm also cognizant too. like, this is, you know, it's a business for us. And so for yeah. me, just building a bunch of stuff and throwing out means that we're throwing out, you know, money. So um, I've been very frugal <laughs> in terms of my own club set um you know i've built out i think i've only had two sets total in the last four and a half years i had the signatures for a couple of years and then these lines when when we first designed and and created them and um that's it so nice bryce we yeah. gotta get we gotta get one of those one of those uh driving irons into your hands one day man bryce would <laughs> like I, I think bryce probably carry that thing like 260 bryce hits his bryce probably carries his four iron right now like 230 or something like that Nice. Yeah, yeah. two thirty, two thirty-five. Yeah. yeah. So the driving iron is, yeah. you know, it's it's funny. I always tell people, like, the driving iron is one of the most unique clubs. But as soon as you learn how to hit it, like, you know, your first couple of rounds, it's it's pretty difficult to mm-hmm. get used to hitting a driving iron off of like the rough or or sorry, out of the rough or off the fairway. But as soon as you learn how it interacts with your swing, it's like it's like my go-to club. It's mm-hmm. you know anything from like two forty-five to two eighty depending on the shot shape and everything like that's my my range and so i like you know i love it <laughs> yeah i have a tailor-made gapper which i love the look of the yeah. head i know some people don't love it but i i'm a big fan of it i just yeah. haven't had an x stiff shaft to put in it so i don't hit it and that i just got it's not it's too whippy for me to to strike it the way i want to strike a driving iron that yeah the stiff shaft can't keep up with my my swing speed so i haven't got full potential out of it but um uh, if i can get next to shaft <laughs> i, I need it, that I'll, problem i need bring that it problem. Back. <laughs> but it, it's got kind of like it's it's sort of offset like that gapper right josh you know like yeah. what i'm talking about oh sorry yeah the, so the driving i mean there's not a ton of offset to it and that's that was kind of the the in between for us so like when i was i can't remember it was a tailor-made driving iron that they had maybe it is the, the opposite that i'm thinking yeah because yeah, i've talked to a couple dry- people who have it and they've like they've absolutely loved the thing like they've absolutely loved it it's got i think it has the i i don't want to misspeak but i think it has the same offset from my memory as our seven iron and our signature series so mm-hmm. i think that's kind of how we designed it because i remember seeing a titleist driving iron had like no offset and i was like i don't think i would hit this it looks super weird and then i saw a couple of other driving irons that had way too much of it and i'm like okay let's let's like split the difference and, right. and put ours into the middle and um and to it it the offset definitely with those because it's a bigger club head um visually is is difficult to wrap your head around and so i think too um that's a, a big aspect of our driving iron that i love is that it looks like our you know a seven iron yeah yeah i've been uh it's been hard i've i've moved through a couple but i've i've been hitting the same like strix on this is uh zu65 for ever yeah and it's uh yep. like it's hard to like i try something else like try to use 500 uh hit that gap or a little bit uh, i could not hit that thing at all but like just different yeah. ones and i kind of go back to that so you get that feel but uh it's one of those ones where a few people have mentioned that uh that the it's kind of like one of the elite clubs i guess uh or yeah, elite driving pretty, out there so i'm pretty disappointed i'm in the hybrid club now <laughs> i gotta find it okay where did i uh where did i jump in there sorry did we get to the wedges yeah no uh yeah i just have a you know black i tried wedges and then um i have one of our proto uh we don't have a name for it yet but <laughs> mid mallet putter <laughs> oh what, you have uh, one what degrees are you going sorry you sorry you have one of the uh the mid mallet putters yeah 
Yeah. I like that. Okay. Sorry, Bryce. Go ahead. Uh, what yeah. degree are your wedges? Are you just playing the standard 52, 56, 60 or? I have 50, 54, 58 because I have all my my CBMBs are all standard loft. So 46, Raw? 50 wedge. Oh, you said black. You said black. Black, yeah. And nice. then they, uh, so 46 degree pitching wedge. So it transitions four degrees. Yep. Uh, 50, nice. 54, 58. So nice. Yeah. I have the, uh, the 48 degree wedge too. And then I got 52, 56, 60. So it's pretty, uh, it's pretty nice. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a cool set. It's a great, it's a great way to have, you know, if you need four wedges, it's, it's great to have. And, um, you know, I, I've played 52, 56, 60 my whole life, pretty much up until the last year. <laughs> and then I got the new irons in and I was like, I'm not going to, you know, make them stronger or weaker yeah. just because. So like, let's, you know, put some new lofts in. Well, and you're able to, right? And I know that was a big thing. Like when you guys released the, uh, like the 50, 54, 58, that was kind of a, a big, a lot, a lot of people have made that change in their, in their game. Right. So it's, uh, yeah. just a little bit more, maybe a little bit more control with the wedges and, uh, 60 not utilized as much maybe as, uh, the days of like Phil and, and kind of those guys, it's, it's hard to, yeah. it's hard to hit some of those, but, uh, yeah, well, I don't maybe know. Maybe for a, you, but that's a, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I personally, I had a 64 degree that I bent to 60 to 64 for a little while. And honestly, it was like my favorite club from like 40 yards yeah. in. It was all I used, <laughs> just opened it up and swung. And, um, I'm a big fan of the flop shot cause I suck at chipping. So yeah. <laughs> looks hey, really cool. Boat, dude. Hey, and if you, I'm if you stick boat. it close or you hold one of those, Hey, it looks really cool. Right. But, yeah. um, yeah, we won't keep you forever, Josh. This was a lot of fun. We got to try and do this again because it was, uh, I don't know, it's really cool to go through it. And I, I check out the auction. So anybody uh, that's still hanging out with us here, um, I'd suggest whenever uh, you make the post to go check it out. It's kind of a cool option. Yeah. Even if you want to grab like a single wedge or like a driving iron, something like that, you can usually yeah. go on, hop on, grab a wedge for like, you know, 100, 125 bucks or something like that. And then uh, um, find it somewhere in that range and you can kind of give Haywood Golf a try because, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's it's definitely worth a shot. And if you're a Canadian listening to the pod, about 75% of us are. So, um <laughs> You know, we got a pretty good split, and then all Bryce's friends and family down there listening from uh, Michigan. Yep. But uh, but yeah, so it's it's cool to kind of support a Canadian brand, and you guys are doing great things. Like I'm really really interested to kind of seeing how the woods did, and and the numbers too. So maybe uh, as they kind of roll out, and uh, after you kind of get some of those into people's hands, maybe you got to hop back on with us, Josh, and give us an update. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, for sure, it's been uh, it's been fun. I always love chatting, and uh, you know great questions and and uh, anytime i'm i'm around that was, yeah uh, i don't i don't typically pick favorites but uh because we all have, we have great guests all our guests are great but the gear uh, the gear guests are are always my favorites always good for bryce so it's uh yeah. haywood golf over on instagram that one's really easy to uh to find go over to give them a follow um you guys are kind of just approaching fifteen thousand right now so it's good to see that uh you guys are getting kinda, close. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone close. go fall in love with those copper wedges that I showed earlier, please. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, there's a couple like photos too. You guys have like the new head covers up and stuff like that, which is really cool. Like they look really sweet. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And, uh, and you know, one of the, I, I think it's a hybrid that I'm looking at there too. So, um, you've also got, is it them ferals as well that you guys are, uh, involved with that you guys, you use those on your clubs? Yeah. So, um, that's another company that we actually own. Um, and so we, you know, kind of did it just out of necessity because there's really only one feral company in, <laughs> that supplies the majority of ferals, um, for aftermarket unique stuff. And so we decided that, you know, we wanted to, to add our own little color and flair to it. And, um, Haley actually came up with the name and the branding. It's really kind of like her, you know, her baby in that sense. And, um, we add it to a bunch of clubs. We have a lot of people who, you know, see it, order stuff up. So what you can do is you can actually go on the Haywood golf website, place your order, and then go onto them feral site and put your order number in there. And then we just put those ferals on for you. So, cool. um, it's a cool, you know, it's a cool dual business that we have with it. And, and it's a lot of fun. And, you know, as it grows, we'll continue to release colors and, and, uh, yeah, it's been, been fun. 
it's cool. Everybody's like trying to, I don't know, add more. We, we were talking about it earlier a little bit, but personalization to their game and that's a way to do it. Right. Yeah. Um, like I even remember a friend of mine, uh, one of the guys I work with, uh, Craig. So I, I'd mentioned to him, uh, about the signature irons, I think last year, the year before, and he went and picked up a, a set of them and he got like the white with the red and blue, I think it was. And he's a Habs fan. Right. So I'm not sure why, but, um, but yeah, he was, <laughs> he was able to kind of get ferals that like meant something for him. And then now you guys have so many more options, which is really cool too. So I'll drop a link. Anybody wants to go check out that page, give them a follow over on Instagram, just scroll down below and, uh, go ahead and click it, go over and check that out. But Josh, thanks so much, man. This was awesome. We had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Really appreciate the time. And, uh, like I said, anytime you guys need, uh, somebody on, just let me know. Yeah, it'll be, uh, awesome. it'll be kind of cool to get an update. I think after they kind of get released and get into people's hands and we'll see yeah. some of the feedback. And I know it's always good. We always have Mikey on from TXG every, uh, every four or five months or so just to kind of get an yeah. update on some of the gear that comes out. And I know that they've reviewed some of your clubs and, uh, you know, have said yeah. really good things. So it'd be good to, uh, I guess kind of get, I'm sure the land in TXG's hands at some point and uh, <laughs> hopefully we get a review and we can, uh, yeah, we can get them on and chat about them too. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're good. And, uh, yeah, no, cool. Sounds great. All right. Let's do it again sometime. Thank you, Josh. Take care. All the best. All right. man. Cheers, man. He's out in my ball and of course so I tee up I lose the ball and I re-up I miss the fairway, I probably end up in the ocean Or maybe the beach and I'm on a part five And I'm finna go reach it Second was blind, I ain't see it Feel like it might be an average I was working scenario